That's what I'm talking about, son. Get you some of that. That old pie. Woo-hoo! Looky there. There's your bug-eyed big one right there. Getting started. We're getting started. Here's what I'm talking about. Josh dang gorilla. Let's go, baby. Straight meat. God, look at that big one. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Big Ed, the host of the Bass Angler Magazine podcast. And tonight's guest, we will be having Luke Palmer from Colgate, Oklahoma. Uh, met Luke at the ICAST this uh, past week, and uh, we came out here and decided he's going to do the show. He's a heck of a speaker, has a lot to say. He's a Bassmaster Elite Angler, and uh, yeah, he was just a super cool guy to talk with. He's also one of the most consistent fishermen I've seen in a while. Uh, so you'll kind of, we'll kind of get into that on the show here a little bit. Um, but a first, a real quick shout-out to Ronald Mace for winning the Columbia River Pro-Am up there. Good job. Uh, that was the last of the Wild West events. And uh, so I guess now it's just on to the championship. So, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, get into the show. Thanks for tuning in enjoy all right guys welcome in we have on the uh, other side here you might look to the left or right i don't know which side of the screen he's going to come up on but this is mr luke palmer and luke is a bass master elite angler um you know i did a little research on him and i found out some really cool little things um you know one we met it we met at icast uh and he was at the gill booth did a really nice talk up about gill talked and i got a good video coming out that uh, you'll be able to see on our youtube channel and uh you know he just a heck of a speaker heck of a guy as far as uh, tournaments talking about fishing and everything else so i thought man what a great guy to have on here let's get a young gun up here and get him on here but this guy's got on the elite series as one uh, or not one but he has participated in 39 different tournaments he's got 36 of those he's cashed a check at He's made two classic appearances. Um, you know, that's a pretty darn good stats right there. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember how many, how many, uh, how many years is it say that you've been fishing the elites now? This is my third year this year. So, so in three years, you've had two classic appearances. Yeah. And, uh, we made our third one this year. So, and <laughs> so, so. so three, so three out of four, huh? Yeah. So that's a I pretty mean, good, that's a pretty good stat. Leave. Yeah. yeah, it's not it's not too bad. I, I hope to keep that stat going from for the rest of my career, however long it's going to last. <laughs> well, for all of you watching right now, he's actually sitting at work. Uh, so he took some time out here. His uncle was behind us. He'll probably pop back in and out of there. So uh, those on the podcast, you know, you're not going to see it. So just don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> he's back there. So he's at work at uh, CNC Hardware down there in uh, Colgate, Oklahoma, yep. right? Okay. Colgate, Oklahoma. So he's uh, he's going to be coming on, and uh, we're just talking right now. We're you know we're going to see if we can't help you guys become a little better anglers. I mean, see if we can get you out there competing with this guy. Probably not, but you know we'll give you something to do on the weekend when you're when you're out there fishing. I so uh, come in and start whooping up on me, geez. <laughs> well, you don't have to give away all your secrets, but you know if you give us one or two, we probably appreciate it, right? Yeah, yeah, we can do that. We can do that. <laughs> I don't know how many well, secrets I have. I think mine's simplicity is my problem. So, well, that's, you know, that's all important stuff to know. That's, you know, that's one of the, probably the one of the things I was going to ask you right off the bat is, you know, what keeps you so consistent? I mean, that's 39 with 36 cash and a check. That's, that's, that's consistency right there. I mean, I don't know how you goofed off the other three, but you know, that's I, I, take it for what it is. Right. 
Yeah, and what's bad is those three or so that I missed were tournaments that I was, I was dialed like, boy, this is this is my time, and then it was like, no, this is not your time. I'm going to show you that it's not. <laughs> so, but you know, you're gonna you're gonna have those days, and I had three of those bad days. So, we'll take hey. them. Yeah, I'll tell you, you know, for only three years. But so so give us that. What is your what is your secret to your consistency? What do you what do you really focus on when you hit the water? You know, I think it comes back from being here in Oklahoma where we don't have we have some good fisheries, no doubt. I mean, uh, but they're not the greatest fisheries where um we don't have schools of fish, I guess you'd say. You know, everybody talks about these ledge lakes where you pull up on a point or something, and you got a school of a hundred sitting out there. If you pull up to a point in Oklahoma and you catch two fish off of it, you better back off of it because that's probably the best point you're gonna see all day. You know, you're gonna it's just because I, it's just like we're such grinders, you know. Uh, I normally sometimes five to seven bites a day in a tournament. Um, and I try to hit some of that off the wall stuff that maybe someone's not going to look at because they're only going to pick up one fish where one fish is a big deal to me. You got four, you need that one more in that fifth one. And that's the way I look at it. I take one fish at a time. I'm not going to try not to get in too big of a hurry. Cause if you do, you're going to miss something, but just keeping your head down and keeping your bait in the water has been, has been what has helped me these few years is back back when I was coming up fishing team tournaments uh, mm -hmm. with my dad, I would hit 20 to 40 spots a day, running around, hitting one stick here, one stick there, you know, a boat dock or something and uh, pick up six or seven, eight fish a day. And that, that was just kind of how I, how I fished. So I kind of had to learn to calm down a little bit once I got on the leads because those guys find every one of those little sticks or boat docks have a fish on it. You just kind of, you gotta, you gotta have enough of them, but you also gotta be able to fish an area out. And uh, that's kind of what I've been doing more is when I get to an area, putting the trolling motor down and fishing because uh, you can't catch, catch them when you're running down the lake 70 mile an hour in your Phoenix. I mean, that's just, it's hard to do it, but it helps you get there faster, but you gotta, you gotta put your head down and fish. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to think, you know, cause you take, you know, you take Oklahoma where you're fishing a lot and then you kind of take that across the country and you see these different fisheries for the first time, you know, and it's, it's, um, I, I, I recently, you know, I, going down to miss or Mississippi, going down to Florida and fishing those waterways down there. It was, I, you know, I'm from California. I'm out here in Northern California and, you know, they're talking, Hey, we're, yeah, we got, we got some deep water. We're going to be fishing down here. We got some, we got some little areas where we're going to get into some deep water and we pull up and I'm, and I, you know, and I'm running the trolling motor and I'm, and I'm sitting over here going, I can't find the deep water guys. I mean, it's like eight, nine feet. They're like, and you're in it. I'm like, what are you talking yeah. about? Eight, nine feet. I'm a, you know, I'm 50, 80, 150 feet is what I fish. And they're, they're talking about that. But as you take that across the country and you, you know, you go from Oklahoma, Alabama, you know, probably all the way up. That was yours. <laughs> that was me. That was me. <laughs> All the way up, you know, you um, you start to see these different waterways. How do you really approach a waterway when you get to it? You know, you look at it. I'm looking at I looked at some of those waterways in Florida and I was like, you know, we're in four feet of water, right? It's like, yeah, we got lots of water. Uh, OK, I mean, I don't understand. I didn't I had to learn how to break that down. You know, yeah. a brush pile to them is like you said, four sticks sticking up and they're going, yep, that's a good brush pile right here. Yeah. I have no yeah. idea what to do with that, <laughs> you know, and I think uh, what was really which I, I had never fished out of Oklahoma very much mm -hmm. when I first uh, when I first started going. Uh, 
but we have some good variety. The only thing we don't have in Oklahoma is submergent grass, um, hydrilla, stuff like that. Mm. So the first time I ever seen hydrilla was I went to Ross Barnett. Didn't know what eelgrass looked like, didn't care about it. <laughs> and, uh, and I had to learn real quick and in a hurry how to fish it. Um, but we do have, I say we don't have any grass like that. We have coontail, which grows in two foot or less pretty much, you know, because mm -hmm. we have a lot of dirty water here. Um, but I had to revert back to my pond fishing. You know, I grew up fishing ponds and, you know, little bitty lakes, you know, 50 acres and less um, and fishing stand and timber, stuff like that. And they really helped me. Um, but then you get up there to smallmouth and you got four mile an hour current and you're lost as a goose. Uh, that that's taking some time and I'm still not completely comfortable with it, but I think it reverts back to me being so simple with what I have in my boat. Mm -hmm. Um, you can actually, you can get in my boat and think, boy, this guy's going to have all these cool tricks, you know, old school baits, new stuff coming out. And you, you get in my boat and I got like three colors of each bait <laughs> in my boat. And, uh, I, I just, I'm comfortable with those baits. And I know green pumpkin purple is going to catch them. I know black and blue is going to catch them. And then, you know, a white or something like that. So you can kind of take those three colors and go from New York to Florida. Haven't been to California. They probably don't eat that out in California. But, <laughs> you know, uh, that's about the only place I haven't been that they that I can catch them on those certain colors. And just doing what feels right to you. I mean, it kind of sounds cliche, I guess. Um, yeah. But if if you know how to fish grass go find you some grass to fish you right. know and then you can at least eliminate that if you can't catch them out of that then you know i'm from oklahoma where we fish rock a lot i mean we got rocks rocks and then sand and uh an occasional brush pile and dock mixed in but you know if like champlain um i'm not a very good grass fisherman because we don't have grass so I went and fished rock. I mean, that's the only thing. Will, he got to experience that. I fished rock and more rocks and more rocks a day that he was with. Me. Uh, so he was probably getting tired of looking at the same spot forever because we stayed in the same area or two all day. But um, that's where I had confidence at, and that's where I was going to try to do it, um, regardless of, of where I'm at. Um, St. Lawrence River still has my number because them smallies up there a little bit different. <laughs> they um i'm kind of mad at them i'd like to go spend about a week up there and learn how to catch them but you know you got to get back to work every now and then pay the bills <laughs> so um that kind of leads me into it so what is your what is one of your favorite tactics i mean if you're you know you're coming from oklahoma you're doing all what's your deal that you can that you feel like you know hey this is my this is my uh this is what i love to do i love to take 60 pound sunline braid mm. <laughs> and a seven six whammy stick and uh i throw a bad mama that's one mm. of my favorite flipping baits um from young i mean it's that's my deal i mean i can either throw it on a ounce and a quarter punching weight or i can put it on a quarter ounce weight and go flip bushes or lay downs uh or bedfish with it because that bait falls more like a tube than it does mm -hmm. a beaver bait which is kind of okay. cool but i've uh i've won a lot of money since i've been on the elites I imagine probably 50% of my money's been on that bait. Okay. Uh, Gunnersville's been one of those places that has been really dominant for me because I put a punch of rod in my hand and go to work in that grass. And uh, I mean, the first plastic uh, that I fished was at Gunnersville, and I was on a bat. Uh, I was on a podcast with a guy, and he said, 
Luke, he said, we don't, it was in Oklahoma. And he said, we don't have grass in Oklahoma. And you went punching in a classic. How do you do? So, man, that's the only way I could get bit that I felt that I could do well in that thing. And I said, well, I went punching. And it was at the Bad Mamma. And that's, uh, I ended up 15th in that one, which wasn't terrible, I didn't think. But uh, just, I felt confident in that bait. And, uh, and it's kind of rolled on since then for me. Okay. Um, so, you know, I was just going to ask you, what's your moneymaker? But apparently that's your moneymaker too, huh? Uh, that I, I put, that dinger is really, you know, we throw a stick bait a lot in Oklahoma. Um, mm-hmm. But that dinger, I've really learned to use it. I never, I didn't know what a wacky worm was until I got on the leads. I'd heard of it, but I was <laughs> like, ah, we don't, I don't have that stuff around here. And, and I've, I've got to use it quite a bit. And uh, just, you know, Texas rigging a dinger in, in Florida is the deal. You know, I mean, yeah. you can catch on that year round down there, and uh, but those two baits have really, have really been my major, major players for me since I've been on the leads. Well, I'll tell you what, if you get a chance, you got to learn how to get you out here to California because if you like flipping, boy, there's some flipping out here. I've <laughs> I've been wanting to. I've got a buddy who's actually who's from here. He's one of my best friends. He uh he was out in California, fish, Casitas, Castaic and all them. And I, and he said, you need to go out there and try it. <laughs> yeah. You need to go, you need to go North when you do though. Get out of that Southern, get out of that Southern water, come up <laughs> North here. We'll get you on there. We got the Delta. We got Clear Lake. We got all these lakes that are just full of chalk, full of grass and flipping and pitching is so much fun up here. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, you really got, uh, um, you know, when you're, as you're traveling, uh, you know, we, we kind of look at it as, you know, you get out there and you start fishing these different waterways. Is there one thing that you kind of look at when you go to any new waterway or any new lake or any, any place you're going as uh, you know, guys, that's one of the biggest things I think guys, you know, struggle with is what's that, you know, what's that go-to or what do you really like to look at first? I mean, do you look at the structure first? Do you look at the, for the bait first that you can, you know, feed them? How do you start to break down a lake um, as you get out there and start fishing um, any, any new body of water? Uh, I mean, I'm first, I'm going to go, you know, look at the time of year, you know, um, whether pre-spawn, post-spawn, mm-hmm. summer, whatever we're kind of looking at, which for us in the elites, we're primarily going to be, pre-spawn spawn or post-spawn you know we're not going to be in too late of a summertime pattern and but next year we're going to be a little bit later in the year but uh i'll kind of look at that first and then i'm going to look you know what what is the primary structure in that lake um you know i'm going to of course i'm going to sit down uh set my boat and i pull up my maps and my you know i'm running hummingbirds lake master and i can run through and i'm going to mark several different areas that i feel are going to be highly productive you know or higher productive areas um search those out and i've kind of got to where the point um i will give my since we have normally three days i will give myself two days say toward the top third or the bottom third or middle third i'll give myself a day in each of those and then i'll go back to those and expand in that area um that i felt was more productive than the other one you know um because some of these lakes are so big you have to figure out mm-hmm. one area you can't be running from one end to the other because you're going to be running too much um and like I said, and that goes back to keeping your trolling motor in the water and fishing instead of running around so much because uh to me if you get to run around too much i mean yeah you can pick up fish here and there 
but when you start following those groups, because we've got to fish some good group uh, areas that have groups of fish, and you can kind of figure out those sweet spots amongst those areas and get more in tune with where those fish are going or what they're doing or moving in or out. Um, but just, it's, it's really, it seems like I've, I've been doing more work before I get to the lake here in the last year and a half than I have the first year. When I first got there, it was, I got to make three laps around this lake before I figure out what's going on, which that was just being new. You know, uh, I'm getting a couple more years on me now and noticing that you, that there's fish in just about every part of the lake you go to. It's figuring out where those fish are in that creek or bay or, you know, wherever you're at. Right. And it's and and also it's what you feel comfortable doing. You know, I like to go flip or you might like to throw a crankbait, you know, um, find an area of the lake that suits that style of fishing better. You know, I'm going to be more of a creek or a, a bay area fishing where you're going to be more of a point or a riprap guy. Um, mm. Look for those areas that go with your confidence baits. And I think that'll help you when you get to a new lake, figure out it helps you eliminate one thing real quick. Either you you can catch them flipping or you can't, you know. <laughs> right. So, I mean, that's one thing out. So, OK, now I can go try, try my drop shot or my shaky head or, you know, crankbait, right. whatever you need to go do. And it, it just helps eliminate one thing, get it out of your head anyway. Yeah, I was going to say to you, um, I mean, that, that's always important, you know, go to your strengths, stick with your strengths uh, right off the bat. But at what point do you just go, this ain't working? I, I mean, I've got to, you know, because it's, you got, you know, you, especially you guys on the elites, um, you really have, you know, such a short, I mean, three days seems like a lot of time. It's not, it's, it's not a lot of time. Guys are like, oh, if I could fish three days, I could fish any lake, figure any leg out. It's like, that's just not true. Um, yeah. But at what point do you go in there and you're just like, you know what, I'm going to Gunnersville and I'm flipping and I'm punching and I'm, you know, I'm doing these things and you get there and it's like, okay, I've got to figure something else out. At what point does that, you know, does, is it like no longer, Hey, I know I can get them to eat this. I just got to find the right spot and switch up to, I can't get them to eat this. I got to go figure out what the heck they're doing. Is it the first day, second day, third? I mean, where does that really kind of start to work with you? At Ford Fairfield, we'll make your ownership experience simple. Our simple price, simple process is designed to save you time by eliminating the back and forth. That means you'll always get our very best highly competitive offer right up front. No games, no gimmicks. Our goal? To provide you with an exceptional experience. Stop by or book your appointment today. Ford Fairfield. Simple price, simple process. Since after, which after my first year, uh, you brought up Gunnersville. That's a perfect example this year. Um, when we were there, was it May, whenever it was, um, I had preconceived notion, punching rod. I had two of them rigged up. I'm going to go flipping and I'm going to throw a top water. Um, and in the first three hours, I'd had two bites and my head was going 900 mile an hour. And I just, and I had a jerk bait tied on. I told my buddy before I left here from Colgate, one of my best friends, I said, I want to catch him on a jerk bait. I said, I had never caught him in a jerk bait at Gunnersville. And about noon that day, I picked up a jerk bait and uh, it was like Katie bar the door after that. They, um, <laughs> but that was some experience too with that lake because that's the third time I'd been there. So I kind of had an idea of that. Um, but normally, it's it's kind of it's not good for me because I it seems like I 
I fall upon a or stumble on a pattern pretty early and I run and find everything that will go with that pattern and instead of finding a secondary um which is sometimes bad and good it seems like it runs out before the tournament normally uh but I'm normally going to give it at least a half a day you know I'm going to run it in different different areas in the lake and but if you're not getting bit at all you know it you can kind of pull the plug pretty quick normally um so I mean, so, basically, so so basically what you're saying there is that you use you, you go after you go out there and say hey i'm gonna throw this rip bait i know this rip bait's gonna work you start catching them on a rip bait in this spot and now you're like okay i've got three fish here i need to go find other parts of the lake or other places to break the and say okay now i need this rip bait to work in other places because if it's only working here that's nothing i need it to work <laughs> in in five different places because somebody might find this spot also right oh yeah 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 you you got to have multiple i mean you sometimes you're in a big area it's okay to have one or two areas but normally you're gonna have to find these several high spots or (laughs) shell beds or something like that to go along with what you're doing um at gunnersville this year i think i had probably 25 areas Mm. they were small but they were just you know half a football field size areas that had fish located in them And, and it was a matter of and there was in each one of those spots there was two or three sweet spots so that you know and you find that as you're fishing too you know throughout the days <coughs> but it was and you know like it um like at champlain for instance you know when you go up there you're gonna have a drop shot tied on i mean right. that you, you're gonna have that tied on you're gonna have your jerk bait top water and if you like to go flip grass you can go flip grass um or hecking fish docks it just you know it's just kind of that's a pick your poison like there you can do right. anything <laughs> you want to up there which is kind of neat um but trying to trying to get it initially figured out is can be very very tough especially if you're on a lake like we are in oklahoma that's there i'm saying they're tougher fisheries i don't think we have the populations of fish like you do in gunnersville or these lakes with grass or champlain hell there's millions and millions of fish in per acre at champlain it seems like right but i think it's when you if you don't get bit even by small fish it makes it a lot tougher and you kind of have to know know your fishery know if it's taking 25 pounds a day you better be having to figure something out pretty quick where if it's taking 15 16 pounds a day you know you might have to keep rotating your pattern a little bit throughout the lake and before you pull the plug and say this is not capping right um yeah that's a you know that's a that's a really interesting um thing that i think i think a lot of guys look at too is at what point you know um you make that statement but at what point during tournament do you get you know just start saying hey you know what i need to do um i need to make some points (laughs) (laughs) and, and, uh, you know, when you're talking about the St. Lawrence, you know, having your number and you're talking about, you know, uh, Champlain being as tough as it, I mean, it was, it was what 19, everybody kind of figured it was going to take 17, 18 pounds to do something. And it ended up being almost 20 pounds a day to to do something up there. And, you know, guys going in going, Oh man, yeah, you can catch 15 pounds. I mean, you can sneeze and catch 15 pounds. Um, and you just had to find that next fish. At what point are you fishing a tournament and you're just like, you know what I need to do? Get some points. Cause I, I can I've got to catch is, you know, I, I know I'm not going to win this thing. There has to be a point where you just go, I'm not winning. I need to do something else 
scrap at all? What What is that in your mental state when you're out there? Where does that kind of play in? Um, you know, it, it kind of had – that happened to me at uh, St. Lawrence this year. Um, going into the final tournament, I was setting pretty good to make the Classic. Um, I didn't need a bomb. I did not need a 90th. Right. <laughs> I needed to finish 70 and above, and I was okay. Right. <laughs> and I did the drifting out there on the shoals and drifted and drifted and drifted, and my head was about to explode because I was thinking, I have got to figure this out. And guys are catching them out there doing it. You're not catching as many, but they're catching good ones. And I picked up a jerk bait, went and caught some fish, and it kind of gave me a little bit of confidence. And I knew – it was going to be one out in the lake. If I'd have been right. sitting in the top 10 in points, I'd have probably ran to the lake and took my chances. Um, but I knew that I could also go out there and blank because I don't know the lake as well. If the wind blows 30 mile an hour one day, you can't go to the lake or mm -hmm. you, unless you're going to try to kill yourself. And that just wasn't in my deal. And I found a, a couple little areas that had a bunch of fish that said, if I can catch me 15, 16 pounds a day, I'm going to make the classic. Because when you're out of the angler year points, right. the classic's all that's in your head. I mean, that's all you can think about because I'm starting to figure out that that classic's pretty big deal. You got to make it. I mean, that's <laughs> that's that's the show. I mean, it's it's yeah. a lot of fun. Um, but, you know, when you when – you and sometimes those fisheries that you don't know as well are the things that you can stumble upon and don't realize that you have a gold mine under you. Um and because you maybe just fish an area a lot harder than you would if you thought you had everything figured out. Right. Um, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's hard to just go fish for a few extra points because you want to, but you can go look at statistics over and over again. Van Dam's won more tournaments than I'll ever fish probably. And <laughs> look at, look how many times, how many years he's been fishing compared to how many he's won. Um, right. When you, you know, Polinick, look at him. His greatest – I mean, he's he's a hell of an angler and good right. everywhere. And he's won five, four, five, six times, whatever it is. Right. And when it happens, it just happens, you know. Uh, so, you fish as hard as you can, and if it happens, it happens. If it don't, you dang sure don't want to bomb. <laughs> you just right. got to keep your head above water. I, <clears throat> I was with Hackney. Um, first time I ever met him, I did a show with him down in Texas – and uh, we were talking, and he said something that kind of really, it kind of intrigued me, I guess. Uh, he said, he said, how, he said, how'd you do last year? And we just got to talking, and uh, I said, I've just been trying to make every cut I can make. And he said, that's, that's the main thing you got to do. He said, if you can get to where you consistently make cuts, he said, you'll be able to make it in this league. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot easier said than done, I can guarantee you, because these guys are, they're, everybody gets better every year, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm better than I was the first year. I feel like I was a little more versatile. Um, I have a spinning rod in my boat now. So <laughs> it, uh, it was, that's the kind of interesting deal. And you, you, you learn, everybody learned, you know, every time you go on the water, it doesn't matter if you're going to fish in a farm pond or a lake or a tournament, just learn something every time you're out there, be open-minded. It's hard to do sometimes, mm -hmm. <laughs> but be open-minded to what you have in front of you and just go with what you got. Yeah, we all get stuck in our, hey, I love to do this, I love to do that. And you go out and you go out and want to push it and push it and push it and force feed those fish. And 
you know, learning, learning how to listen to the fish, you know, listen to what they're telling you, you know, and that's, I think that's basically what most of those guys are out there. Then they do so well is that, you know, guys like Hackney, I've watched, you know, I've watched him fish and I've seen how different, you know, and he's, yeah, he loves throwing that swim jig. He loves throwing those things, but every once in a while, you know, he'll, he'll sit there and go, I can't get him to bite this. So he doesn't stop fishing. He just says, but I can get him to bite this, you know, yeah, and that's, yeah. I think that's what, what separates, you know, the, the, the level you're fishing from the level that other, you know, most weekend anglers are going out and doing, they like to, you know, they get kind of caught up in their everyday thing. And that's what, you know, here we're trying to give you that little extra, Hey, listen to these guys. Cause this is what they're telling you that is working on a, you know, this higher level. Um, and one of those is listen to the fish sometimes and, and really pay attention to how, how they're, how the water's, you know, setting up. And like you said, if this is what you do, fish your strengths first. Um, yeah. and if those aren't working, figure something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and the thing I can, I've dealt with, um, I haven't got to fish back home here very much. I think me and my dad have fished three or four tournaments and we used to fish 25 <laughs> or 30 a year together. Um, and we fished, like I said, three or four in the last three years, but <clears throat> I was so conditioned to how I was fishing back then. Um, I was a spot guy, you know, I said fishing 20 to 40 spots. Well, I had 20 to 40 specific banks or docks or rock piles that I was fishing. And regardless if I practiced and caught a fish there, I was still going to hit it in the tournament because I was listening to my past. I wasn't exactly fishing how I should have at the moment. And, you know, you, you can, you can do well in a lot of terms because of that, but it seems like those guys that just, they, they would do decent in tournaments, but in the two day tournaments, they would excel because they would fish. They weren't fishing spots. They were fishing locations of the fish or what, um, you know, the actual mood of the fish where I was fishing, running all over like crazy and hitting little spots and they would pull up and they'd fish an area and where the fish were instead of fishing for one or two fish like I was. Right. And that's a hard thing to get out of because when you fish the same lake over and over, um, it, it kind of gets monotonous. Um, right. That's what I've kind of been sent. I'm going to get to fish a little bit with my dad here this fall, which is going to be good. And I'm glad because I'm going to get to bring back some stuff that I've done on the leads and, uh, and some different fisheries, how to fish current a little bit better. Um, so I think it's going to help and it's going to give me a fresh mindset to us going out and fishing the lakes that we've always fished together. And I think that'll really help because just keeping a fresh mind is hard to do because when you go to a lake, you want to go catch fish, even though you've, you've worked all week on Saturday, Sunday, whatever you get off to go fishing, right. you don't really want to go look to find new spots. You kind of want to go catching. It's hard to just go fishing around. You want to go catching and it's, and that's right. a hard thing to do. Yeah. Trust me, I don't like I don't like just fishing around. I like to go catch something every now, especially when you work 60 hours a week. So you kind of you want to go and enjoy it. Yeah. No, definitely. That's why we're, you know, that's why we go out to do it is just to have fun. And um, as much as people go, it's not about the fish, it's not about catching horse bucky, it is too. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you it is. Yeah, I ain't um, never seen anybody happy when they came home and hadn't caught a fish. Yeah. <laughs> well, I went out there and blank. That was a fun day, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, we just left iCast and you know, you're out there, you saw this a lot of the same stuff I did. I 
anything really catch your eye anything new coming out that you want to tell people it's like dude you got to go check this thing out because it's impressive you know i'm probably gonna say i'm partial to it but it's gill <laughs> it's gill uh, yeah. stuff i mean i i got their stuff on right now i literally wear their apparel in everyday life not just right. fishing not just you know uh, i'm gonna go work cow later and uh, <laughs> you know it's just that's it i mean it's it's part of my everyday life is, now but, is that is that gill's new thing they're coming out with western wear they're gonna, they they're gonna come out with the, all the stuff for the cowboy for cowboys yeah we might try it i mean they'll, they get into <laughs> everything else so and it's it works it, it holds up so i'm gonna say product proven um but the expel they came out with you know it you know we talked about it uh yeah about the you know get blood gut sweat everything off of them. that's that's going to be nice. I mean, especially, you know, because fishermen, we're not always the most clean about things. <laughs> I'm just going to say it like that. Uh, but, you know, the rain suits have been, have been awesome yeah. for me. Um, yeah, you're out there. And I mean, but, this is the, this is one of those sports that, you know, we don't, we don't stop for anything except for lightning. And I think that's it. <laughs> that's about it. That's about it. <laughs> Potential so. tornado. Let's don't worry about those. It'll go around us. Ah, that'd, that'd be fun. <laughs> little little extra but, wind. Never heard nothing. No, you know it. I didn't get to walk around as much as you probably did. I kind of had to work yeah. a little bit. It's just kind of overrated <laughs> sometimes. But you know, I, I enjoyed it. I got to meet a lot of people. Got to meet you guys. It was a lot of fun talking with y'all. Um, you know, Booyah's got a new jig coming out. Swim jig that I've I've actually been using quite a bit, and hmm. it's got a little different head design on it, and then. Uh, you know that pond scum that's kind of a pain in the butt it gets on your head of your jig and oh just, yeah it drives yeah. you insane well how this is designed it seems like it sheds it off of it a lot easier and it'll come through the that grass and stuff a little bit that better little slimy that little slimy green stuff yeah. that no can't get off of nothing yeah exactly except for except for this jig and the excel so yeah expel. yeah you can use expel, that you sorry do. If we get some expel on that jig skirt, there's no telling what could happen. We could <laughs> come right off, down, probably. <laughs> um, but that was a couple of the main things that I seen that I, you know, that caught my eye. I mean, I was part of the expels part, so it right. really caught my eye a lot. Um, but those are the couple of things that really that pushed that I really liked. I mean, the Pradco booth, which you know, it's got Yum and Booyah and stuff like that. Right. Um, they've got some really good kits coming out um they got like a dinger kit um hmm. it has everything in it to where i actually have one in my boat <laughs> or I, and I, that way if i want to grab it and i can go pond fishing right it's got you know sinkers hooks weights and all the dingers that i throw and it's it's right there in one set you don't have to go buy a bunch of stuff that you might not necessarily need or if you don't maybe not necessarily understand what you need and it kind of breaks it down for you and it's shows you how to hook it up and everything on it so it's good you know for a beginner fisherman especially it i even like i said i still got one it's not yeah. uh, not all beginner stuff um, but they had some good things come out through there their kits and everything i said have been good and it's actually they're not kits that are like oh they put this junk in there you know right, stuff right. they didn't sell actually all the stuff they got in their kits is everything that's in my boat it's not just like I said, it's not just hoopla stuff. It's actually right. stuff that works. So, and I, I'm, I enjoyed that. That's, that's one thing. I mean, cause I've seen kits that you look at and you're thinking, why in the heck would I buy that when I'm going to use one thing out of it? You know, right. if, if you're in, if, you know, for buying kits, if someone wants to do it, 
but <clears throat> that was the main two things I looked at I really liked. Uh, Abu's got some new rod lineups coming out um, that I think people are going to like, especially for the price point of them, too. Because you know how this stuff gets expensive on everything, and oh, it's yeah. not just about going out and buying you. A cheap <laughs> no. combo anymore heck it you spend three four five six seven eight hundred a thousand if you want to on them and, and there has combos around 100 bucks which is going to be nice um so i think people can kind of afford to go out and go fishing yeah and that's important you know it is it is uh, i've said that many times is that you know if you're at a certain level <laughs> you know you're going to want i don't know you you, you I look at it and I go, there's only certain techniques that I really need that super extra $400 rod that I have, you know, for this or that or the other. Um, if I'm throwing a spinner bait, I probably don't need a $500 rod to tell me I got a bite, you know? No, you, you could probably <laughs> zip one out there on a stiff rod if you wanted to. Yep, I could probably be out there with something and just catch them, you know, and, and, and notice that, oh, look, there's a fish on my line. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things that when you do start seeing some of these better quality and they're coming, you know, it's, it, I talked about this actually at the show and that, uh, you know, God, 20 years ago, uh, 20 years ago, 20 years ago, holy moly. Um, you know, G Loomis was the, it, that was the, the rod. I mean, there was no, if you wanted the best rod on the market, you wanted, you know, Hey, this is what it is. It was G Loomis. There was no hands. Nobody would argue with that. It was top of the line. His best rods back then when Gary was making him his best rods back then, are probably some of the medium rods now, you know, there's so, the technology is so much there. Uh, and it's, it's important that people understand that just because you're paying a hundred dollars for a rod doesn't mean you're getting a horrible rod. You know, back then, if you paid, you know, 50 bucks for a rod, you were getting a $50 rod, you know, yeah. and if you paid $400 for a rod, you were getting a $400 rod, you were getting a rod as there was a different nowadays you pay a hundred dollars. And I have a hard time sometimes picking up a hundred dollar rod and going, what's the difference between this one and this one? Cause I, it's so it's guys that are fishing your level guys that are fishing some of these other ones. Yeah. They feel it. They know it. Cause they have it in their hand, you know, 800 hours in a year or whatever it is. And, and you, you feel it, you know it, but for the average guy, like you say, this combo coming out, it's a good rod. It's a good, re it, it's, it's solid, you know, and you can have some confidence in it. So, you know, do you know what was on my boat for the last, for last year and this year if you if you tell me an ugly stick i gotta hang up <laughs> no i had a i was throwing the white bear tosses right i love those things. Rod. yeah i mean you know i was i mean and i didn't have any problems with them breaking and this year i did get some veracities um mm -hmm. and they're a little they're lighter um but other than that i was i was very pleased with the rod at a hundred dollars and i'm fishing for livelihood other than working <laughs> the store exactly. so i mean that kind of you know i mean it can be done you know, it's not, you don't have to go out and like you say, you don't have to go buy, buy a $500 combo. You don't, um, especially the average person. Um, I sell rod and reels here at the store. Um, right. And, you know, most everybody's going to go pond fishing and the small lakes and you want to be able to go enjoy it. You don't have to, I mean, I've had a, several of them get the old tips shut up in the tailgates around here. Right. <laughs> but so if you do that to a $400 rod, you're going to stroke out. Um, but I just think it's, it's more important to what if you go into a place pick up you two or three rods get what feels right for you and you know i mean if a guy a, an average person around here and i'm i'm the average person too i'm i can go get a seven foot medium heavy rod and that will just about do everything you can for a pond a guy fishing a pond 
you know, right. or a small load. You know, have you a couple combos like that, and and you're, you know, maybe you're not going to be able to throw crankbaits as good on it, you know, but right. your spinner baits, your jigs, worms, you know, stuff like that, you're you're good to go. So I, I really think that's a don't over, don't overcomplicate it. You know, people kind of they look on our deck, and we, I don't have twenty rods out because I, I can't do it. But like Brian knew, hell, he's got. You can't even walk out on his deck. He's got stuff all <laughs> over the place. And I said, how do you keep these? Oh, I've got them specific areas. He said, no, you don't. There's stuff everywhere I couldn't do. <laughs> but, you know, keep it, keep it simple. I mean, I had a, I had a coach tell me one time back in high school, we were, uh, and he said, baseball is just a kiss. And I said, mm -hmm. what? Keep it simple, stupid. And yeah. that was kind of like what I, I've kind of done with my fishing, you know, when I kind of, you kind of get out there and you get thinking way too hard and uh just just keep it simple and don't 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 overstress about it right yeah that's a that's always a tough one with everybody they watch the shows or they watch this and this guy says that and that guy says this and it is it is tough to get out there but if you want to be a better angler you just want to go out there and do it it is it's keep it simple keep it keep it real keep it you know just do what you love to do first and then figure it out from there um you know let me, let me ask you this question because this, this is a tough question I'm going to ask you, but it's, uh, you know, everything going the way it is. Um, you're on the elites right now, MLF, the way it's going, everything. What are you, what are you looking at in the future? What's your future hold? Do you, are you looking to go to the pro side of that? Are you looking to go to uh, of the MLF? Or are you looking to stick right where you're at at the, at the Bassmaster elites? Uh, you won't ever see me leave. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. Um, I just, I really like the people of Bass. I mean, I've, I, I'm friends with from the top to the bottom of everybody. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of like that anyway. I try to get along with everybody. Um, and I, like I said, they've been good to me. I can't, I can't complain about them. They, mm -hmm. when they say something's going to, how it's going to happen, that's the way it's going to go. And, uh, <laughs> and if we have a rule change or something it's going to be after the year's over with you know we're all going to sit right. down and we uh the first two years we had angler meeting deal we'd go to birmingham and uh we'd eat and everybody would kind of converse and talk and then we'd have a meeting the next day from eight to five and kind of talk about how things are going to go the next year new people coming in kind of get them the feel of it and we have any concerns or whatever let's talk about them right now let's get them figured out that way we're all in one spot and and i enjoyed that i really thought that was good um because you know when it comes down to it you know everybody's there for you know one goal we're trying to make a living for ourselves there right. but <clears throat> it's kind of a team in a way also you know it's in kind of a roundabout way because each one of us has to be there or it doesn't happen you know right so, but I, I really think Bass has done a good job. I, I just, I just want to go fishing. I mean, right. a lot of guys <laughs> are worried about everything. I'm going to go do, I'm going to go fish as hard as I can every single day. Um, try to provide what I can and uh, try to keep my sponsors happy with me. But it's in the end, it comes into that green or brown fish and me. It doesn't have to, you know, I'm not going to get mad at you for, you kicking my butt because you figured them out. I can't right. get mad at you. That's my own fault. And I think that's where a lot of guys get can get aggravated. It's 
it's it's not their fault they figured them out and you didn't I mean that's just something you got to do and don't take it don't take it personal um, I see that happen so much especially in uh, the times I fished around here whether I won or got my teeth kicked in me and my dad were the last ones to leave the tournaments I like to sit around and BS with everybody that was the part that I loved about it. you know right. that's and I think it's kind of getting away from that anymore. You know, I wish it would go back to the camaraderie and the fun part of it. I mean, everybody's consumed with all the other stuff going on outside. They'll go back to talking to one another, you know, instead of getting on Facebook or Instagram, talking to each other, just get talk one-on-one. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because I've had um, other interviews I've done with guys and they, they often talk about that same thing is that a lot of these tournaments have lost that heart, you know, have lost the, the between the anglers, you know, the anglers are just not, it's not as open as it used to be. It's not as um, brotherly. It's not as, you know, family-ish as it has because it's become somewhat of a business and, you know, more of a business and more of a sport that's trying to go to that. Um, you know, as we, as this progresses, you know, the, these sports, both, you know, whether it's MLF or BASS or the bat, this ain't this one or that, you know, whatever they are. Um, do you really think, do you think that you'll ever, you know, see this become a professional sport? Um, and by professional sport, I mean, someone's going to give you a paycheck and say, Hey, I need you out there fishing. I don't need you working at CNC. I need you out there fishing. I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it'll ever get to that. I mean, you're talking like if it got to work, it was like major league baseball. Is yep. that what you're Bust, kind of saying? Buster, po- Buster Posey does not have to get up and <laughs> in the morning and yeah. go to work at the local, yeah. local tackle store yeah. and then, and then go out on the weekend and try to win a tournament. You know? Yeah. Now, you know, I don't know if it ever will. And Swindle, we talked about it one time and he said, if you don't have any, uh, I don't know how, how he stayed. It was like anything <laughs> into the game, like any. You don't have any skin in the game, basically. Yeah, any skin in the game. If you don't have that in it, people can kind of get lax and not try as hard or not mm. try to bust their tail. I guarantee you when I stick 5,000 up there for the entropy, <laughs> my butt is thinking about fishing. From the time I leave to the time I get home or when I'm on the water, yeah. I mean, I've been back marking freight uh, to the, yesterday and today, and I've been watching – uh bass masters you know yeah. i just that's my kind of, i can kind of listen and their podcast I, I mean i mm-hmm. i just i love listening and watching but if it gets to that I, I think i mean it would be nice i would love for someone to say hey here's x amount of dollars and you know you're guaranteed a paycheck yeah. i mean if but but you're competitive you really nature do you really think that would take the life out of it though i mean honestly if you know i i you talk about you know, a basketball player, baseball player, whatever. And it's like, do you really think that that competitive drive is gone because someone gives them a paycheck to do it? It wouldn't for me because that's yeah. only, I mean, that's the reason I still fish. Uh, right. Because if I didn't have that competitive nature, I wouldn't fish tournaments. There's no way. Right. There's too much stress involved um, for you to not love it, you know. Um, yeah. I, I could kind of see it happening, though, because right. say if you're not having a very good year, you could kind of lay down. You know, you're like, because it mentally is, you know, having mental strength in, in this deal is to me is the main, main thing. Um, Because if you don't, things can go downhill for you quick. Um, I would hope guys wouldn't do that, but I could see if they 
if they had a bad attitude towards something, I could see them losing a little bit of hope in it, I guess you'd say. But I wish it would get to that point, though. <laughs> I mean, that would be that would be that would be real nice. But, well, it, it, yeah, I mean, that's just like what you, you just said. You know, it comes down to, um, you know, and some of it, it kind of works into some of what we talked about earlier is if you are having a bad day, you know, you're out there and it's like, man, I put in three days worth of pre-fish. I got out here and first day I'm 130th out of 135, <laughs> you know, uh, I, and if you're getting paid, someone's paying that bill. You know, and you're not worried about that five thousand that you put up on the line because you don't have it. Some, you know, it's it's just paid for by somebody else. But I gotta I gotta think here. Um, for me, you know, I look at guys like Kevin Van Dam who are, you know, I don't think he's probably putting his. I mean, it is his money, but he's probably not. It's probably not his money. It's not um, that he's that he's yeah. <laughs> he puts That's that five thousand up there, and yeah. he walks he walks in and. Um, I, I'd say it's hard to say that that guy gives any left, less effort than he's ever given. I mean, guy, look at Rick Clun. I mean, Rick Clun is a, is a classic example of that. I mean, yeah. this is a guy who's, I'm not going to say he's past his prime. He's a little past his prime. Um, but I'll tell you what, there ain't a, there ain't a young kid coming up right now. That's going to step in front of Rick Clun and say, Oh yeah, you don't, you know, you're out of it. Don't worry about it. that guy. will he'll do okay. everything he can. Right. To kick in. He is, he's the, I, he's out of the camper way before I am in the mornings. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Patrick Walters, he tries to meet me to the ramp every day and he can't, he said, I can't do it. He said, it's just pointless. He said, he's there. I mean, but he, he did, he told me something the first year I met him. He said, I will be, he said, I'll be up first every morning. He said, but at five o'clock I'm putting it on the trailer. You know, he said, I had to learn to limit myself because Hell, you know, down south, we don't get to fish as many hours because it doesn't stay daylight as many. But when you go right. to Champlain or uh, St. Lawrence River, you can be on the water at 5 o'clock and not get off the water at 9.15. Right. That's, you know, mentally, I mean, which I did it because, you know, <laughs> when you're not on them, you try to put every second you can possibly be out there. But you kind of do have to limit yourself because if you're dog tired by the tournament, Right. You're not thinking as well mentally because you're not eating as well. I mean, you can eat as good as you want to on a lake, but it's still not sitting down for dinner, you know, mm -hmm. and and letting your body rest because, you know, it, everybody said, boy, I bet it's fun to go fishing all day and not have to worry about nothing <laughs> until they want to come out there and fish all day and not, you know, it's right. It's 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 grueling, you know. I mean, yeah. it's it's a lot of stress on your body and it's it's hard. You know, it's not like football or baseball where you're. I mean, I'm not saying they don't, it's not hard. I did the same. I played ball, you know, I know what mm -hmm. you put yourself through, but it's for an hour and a half, two hours, not 14, you know, and right. I think that's a misinterpretation of what we're doing. Um, and the decision yeah. making, and just mentally, you have, your, your mind has to be in the right stage or you will get your teeth kicked in and then these guys. 100%. Yeah, that's, you know, I, I always think it's funny when people are, you know, talk about that, you know, it's oh, you went fishing today. And it's like, yeah, I, you know, I had to go pre fish for a tournament to get out there. And it's like, how long did you fish? And dark to dark, man, I got I pulled out, I pulled in in the dark, I pulled out in the dark. And you know, if you don't put the work in, sometimes it doesn't do it, especially, you know, at, like you said, it, the balance you've got to find, but when you're, you know, you're fishing a smaller tournament, you know, a bigger tournament, but a smaller tournament, you got to put the time in it's 
it is. I mean, you're on the water that much and you get guys who are, you know, the weekend anglers who go out there and say, yeah, I fished all day. And they fished from nine in the morning till, you know, two o'clock got off the water. Oh, a good day of fishing. And it's like, it's not, but that's not the work part. That's not guys who are doing it to my, to try to get there for a living. Um, it is, it is a lot difficult. <laughs> yeah, me and my that store, we work five and a half days a week. Mm-hmm. So Sunday was our only day off and me and dad, we'd leave at four o'clock in the morning and we'd get back in between six to nine o'clock on Sundays and then have to get up and go to work on Monday, you know, to, like you say, pre-fishing for the next week, you know, right. not even the next day. So it, uh, it's definitely, you can go as much and as hard as you want to, you know, and that's, and everybody's different, you know, I mean, we love it, you know, you yep. love fishing probably as much as I do. And <laughs> oh yeah. It's just, it's, you know what available time you have and how much time you actually want to do it on your available time uh, is a hard thing to adjust and try to understand and get your chores done and all the other hoopla stuff around that you probably should be done while you're fishing but yeah it's interesting i mean it's you know like you say you can take it at all the all the different levels you can and all the different ways you want to go at it but it's it's the effort you put in and how much you do it and how much you you truly want to where you want to be i guess with it you know, it's, um, I would love to see this become a professional sport. I'd love to see it. So, you know, where, and it, I, I don't, I keep, I, I always say, I, I don't think I'll see it, but I don't know at the same time, there's some guys I talked to at the ICAST who said, don't be surprised if it starts happening soon. Um, you know, you've been on the circuit, you've been on this for three years. Give me something you can tell those, you know, cause you're what? 30, 31, somewhere in that range. I'm 30. Yeah. So you didn't get the, the advantage of seeing, you know, of having to fish on a high school team, fish on a college team, that sort of thing. Like these new young kids coming up have, they've got this college, they've got the high school, they've got, you know, everything that they're coming out in. What's some pearls of wisdom you can give them to where, Hey, if you're coming up here and you want to be on these circuits, you want to fish this circuits, you want to be at this level, do this now because you're going to need it when you get here. I'm going to say the marketing side is a major role of it. I'm not wrong. You've got to catch them. That's no doubt. Mm -hmm. But learning the marketing side, um, you know, if you're able to take them in college, I mean, I know you can in college, but in high school, take some of that stuff for sure. I mean, I was there. The high school deal had just happened when I got out of school. The college deal, I'm about right there, Jordan Lee, uh, Mm -hmm. that area. So we were, it was happening, but Oklahoma, it wasn't that big of a deal. And plus, I was making more money fishing team terms than I could do in college. Um, right. That's the reason I didn't do it. Um, I wish I would have because the publicity was there. Um, and your connections would have helped out a lot, too. Um, but it's it's hard to say. Uh, I loved playing ball, uh, basketball, and baseball. I loved fishing. I knew that those two sports might help, might pay for my college but I knew that was going to be the end for me. Um, and I made that decision when I played my last basketball and baseball game that I stepped away and I said, fishing is going to be my main goal. I mean, it had been my goal, but I took off and really went to fishing hard. Um, and just spending, it doesn't matter if you're going to a stream for an hour at, after school or after work, or if you're going to a lake or whatever you can do, spend as much time on the water as you can um 
I know everybody probably says that, but um, me and my dad, when we first started fishing together, he let me have, he drove the first year. The second year, he would drive at takeoff because he didn't really want an 11-year-old kid probably driving some 70-mile-an-hour boats around us. But after we get to the first spot, he put me on the trolling motor. He said, you get after you make the decisions from now on. So we got our teeth kicked in for the next six or seven years because, you know, we fished. I had a fish against like Jeff Reynolds and Jeff Creek. And uh, Edwin had just get left by the time I got in, which didn't hurt my feelings too much. But uh, <laughs> it – uh. And, but when I turned 18, I bought my first boat and I was spending three or four days a week on the water and we started doing well in tournaments and we're able to win angle year, some here and there. And, and it went back to that time on the water that really helped me. Um, Cause when you're in tune with the fish, you know, what's going on. It can make figuring them out uh, a lot, a lot quicker for you. You know, like we talked mm -hmm. about earlier, um, you can simplify the lake a lot quicker than making it so complicated about everything. And, I think uh, that's that's really what's done it for me. But stay confident in yourself. Don't get down. Even whenever things are a little bit tough, don't get down. Don't quit. You know, <laughs> I can only says, you know, never quit, never give up. And that's he was right on point with that. You know, yeah. you can't because I've I've won several tournaments in the last three minutes of fishing. Um, so you never know what's going to happen and have a shooter's mentality uh, in basketball. If you miss a three pointer. Don't say, well, heck, I'm going to miss the next one. You can do the same thing in fishing. If you miss a fish, forget it. It's over with. It's done. Go fishing. You know, don't don't quit on it. Don't give up and just keep your head on. That Keep your head straight. That's the hardest thing to do, I think, because it's a very, you know, you're on the water for 8, 10, 12 hours. Your mind can stray off real quick. Uh, but stay true to yourself and keep your head down and just never give up on it. All right. Well, Luke, um, I think that's a great place to wrap it up right there. Um, thanks for coming on and doing this. We really appreciate it. Um, you know, this guy is out there. He's fishing hard. He is, by all things I can see, he's going to be one of the most consistent guys on tour coming up. He's going to be at this next classic. We hope you do very well there. Um, Bass Angler Magazine, we really appreciate it. Lots of good information right here. A couple guys talking about some fishing, man, and I love that. So, uh, Luke, thanks for coming on, and um, you know we'll uh, we'll keep in touch, and we'll. You know, All right, sure, appreciate. Hopefully, you. we get you on here. You get a win, and we'll get you on here talking about that big yeah, win. That's, that's the next one. I want to get me a trophy in a bad way. All right. Well, if nothing All else, right, just do, you know, if nothing else, just do it so you can come back on the show. That, that's it. <laughs> I guarantee you. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'm gonna sign off right here. Thanks for tuning in, Big Ed. Saying, you know what? Thanks for doing that. Bad Angler Magazine. We're trying to make you a better angler having guys like Luke on here and we'll have the next one on soon. So thanks for tuning in. All right.